This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. We're excited to welcome our next guest to the program. This is Kathy Hines, Global Vice President of Marketing for Dickies. Hello, Kathy, and welcome to the program. Hello, Americus. It's nice to see you again. It's been a very long time. I have to tell our listeners you are a very close, good friend of myself, but also of the Wharton School. I want to talk about Dickies, Kathy, because you mentioned it's a 90 plus uh, year old brand. It's, a, it's an old brand. It's been uh, not old because it's cool. It's absolutely cool. But I It want is you to, so cool. I know. So, it's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> I, I love it. But I, I want you to take us, to, to, to educate us a little bit, uh, to put on your historian hat and kind of take us through a little bit of the DNA uh, of the Dickies brand, because I think once listeners go and take a look at some of the amazing messaging that you're going to talk about, uh, that is part of the development of this lifestyle that's associated with Dickies, is going to be very useful for them to get a bit of context with respect to the overall development uh, of the brand. Sure. I mean, Dickies started in 1922 as a workwear brand, literally outfitting those on the front lines and rolling up their sleeves. And so, um, you know, I love that you use the word historian Americas because that's something that I really love to do whenever we um, embark on anything with a new brand. And, And Dickies was a new acquisition. So we really wanted to get to the bottom of who we were as a brand. And at the core, we are a workwear brand. And at the core, when we asked ourselves, why do we exist? We exist to really champion that dignity of work. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel like dignity of work is something that's so important. And the type of work that our, that our consumers and those that we serve do has a lot of dignity and it has dignity that deserves to be recognized. So that's kind of how we started is really going back to the basics of why we exist. So we exist to champion that dignity. And then we started to ask ourselves, what are our values? Um, You know, and our values are things like act with purpose. And that's what a workwear brand does. We're purposeful. You know, we embody the spirit of inclusion. Mm -hmm. This really important one for us, because for us as a brand, Inclusion and diversity is not about checking a box. It's about genuinely reflecting the society that we serve and being a mirror for that society. So we don't do it because it's something that right now is um, something that's important to talk about. We do it because we need to be a mirror for our society. So again, a bit of a long question, but those are two things that really, really um, are foundational to us that idea around um, mirroring the society, the idea around championing dignity of work. We really look at that lens when we do anything because it goes all the way back to who we are in our DNA. I love this example, Kathy, because one of the things that I find companies struggling with is, and brands, quite honestly, is this notion of the authenticity of their why. Uh, There's a kind of Simon Sinekian logic to this, like the ability to clearly, two things, clearly articulate your why, which is what you're pointing to, Kathy, but also to believe in it and to build a kind of uh, authenticity within the context of the organization, such that the people who are the stewards of the brands, your team, Kathy, that are taking care and nurturing this very powerful and aspirational and cached brand to make sure that that authenticity uh, really resonates in the marketplace. Can you talk a little bit about how you, I mean, I love this idea because you, you say you go back to the dignity of work. That lens becomes a very powerful 
sort of North Star center point that you really focus yep. on. Talk a little bit about how you build that into the very fiber of interacting with your team uh, and all of the colleagues who are in charge of this wonderful uh, Dickies brand. Well, something that is actually very near and dear to my heart was pretty recent. So um, as we all know, we've been living through kind of this COVID environment, um, which was something that really made us all rethink how and what we were doing and what we were saying. But at the same time, we all know that as a country and in the United States, we have been suffering from a lot of civil unrest and communities that are underrepresented and that haven't been treated equally have really been, been, been suffering and speaking up about it. And the reason this is really um, near to my heart is we saw as a brand, a lot of other brands wanting to jump into conversations, for example, around Black Lives Matter, which we believe in, but we didn't wanna jump into that conversation without truth and without really making sure, and truth, I mean, addressing it in a way where we could have an authentic role, where we could make a difference and not just jump in because it was the thing to do. For me, it was very, very important that we have the right and authentic and human point of view that serves our consumers and is aligned with the purpose of our brand. So we started doing some research and we just started understanding what was at the core of our brand and what was at the core of what was happening in our society. And what we learned was we learned a lot of things. And I think that's the other thing, curiosity and really authentically learning is the only way we can all speak truths. And what we learned was we serve the worker. That's who we serve. We represent and champion dignity of work. And when we started to look at from that perspective and from that angle who was suffering, we learned that Black-owned businesses at that time were at the greatest, greatest risk for going out of business. They had a much harder time accessing Corona Relief Virus funds. Mm. And so when we took a step back and saw that this was at the core an issue that was happening, we felt like the most important thing that we could do as a brand was use our platform and create a series of content shining a light on Black-owned businesses. Mm. Because that wasn't the time to talk about us. It was actually the time to talk about our community and the community that was suffering. So we launched a content series called We Have Hard Work to Do. And the reason we launched the content series was not because um, – we felt like the work was done or we, it was like a, just one and done, but it was really a statement around, we have hard work to do as Dickies, as a society, we have hard work to do. We all have really hard work to do. Um, and we were able to shine a light on some amazing businesses in our community and around the country that were black owned businesses, because our thinking was if nothing else, I hope we can give them a fighting chance of survival if nothing else. And then what we learned from that um, was our consumers love the content, which made us feel great. And again, we didn't want to actively push it in PR. We didn't feel like that that was the right thing to do. It's really about creating content and shining a light on Black-owned businesses. What we learned from that was 
actually, it's not just our responsibility to shine a light on a particularly underrepresented community. It's our job to shine a light on all different types of communities because that's what we can do to really elevate this idea of dignity. So we did a whole content series around uh, makers and creators from the LGBTQ community. We did a content series then in September around Hispanic-owned businesses. And so for us, it's becoming a platform to make sure that we are shining a light on others, shining a light on others and the work that they do to really bring dignity and, and light to others around us. That's amazing, Kat. So if we're walking through segmentation, targeting, positioning, messaging, we've talked a little bit about how the brand identifies itself and and that specific segment. Uh, Talk a little bit about how you target. How do you, what's the logistical approach to to creating and making sure that your messages are touching and impacting, is the word you use, impacting those customers that are going to be most amenable to, to your message? Yeah, I mean, the the wonderful thing about our brand is that we are um, for the worker. That's how we started. But we've been adopted from a lifestyle perspective. Mm. Um, that kind of consumer who appreciates a work-inspired aesthetic uh, loves our brand because of our authenticity. So for us, when, when you talk about kind of those different consumer segments, we don't view them as distinct because one influences the other. You know, the work where consumer gives us our authenticity and, and the lifestyle consumer votes for us because they admire that authenticity. For And so for us as a brand, it's really important to, um, to acknowledge that and to not show distinction from a brand perspective, but to show cohesion mm-hmm. and to show an inclusive aesthetic. And so most recently, we actually just launched our first global campaign ever. And this campaign was oh. called United by Inspiration, United by Dickies. Um, and, and just to give some context around this, we were working on this campaign before the pandemic. And the pandemic hit. And we were literally in a position where we were, could not create any content. We couldn't go like meet our makers to do this moment of creating this camp, this global uh, point of view. Mm-hmm. And so we really had to ask ourselves, is this still important? Is this still relevant? And what we learned was it was more important than ever to have this message around United by Inspiration, because when we looked at our consumers around the world, what we learned is they were sitting at home needing to find ways to be inspired, to be creative, to make things. And so that's what was happening is different makers from around the world were inspiring each other. Our makers were watching a woodworker from another country to be inspired on how to make something or a metal worker or a chef. And so what we decided it was more relevant than ever to put this message out. So we put together an amazing cast of 10 remarkable individuals from all over the world, everything from a woodworker in Canada to a uh, metal sculptor from Mexico, to a street dancer from Shanghai and that whole gamut in between. And so these 10 makers, because we were able to go create content, it was literally an entire campaign 
shot by the makers themselves. United by inspiration, united by Dickies, because they captured the content, sent it to us, and then we put that uh, that creative lens around it that basically said, even though we're all apart, like there's an important message here around even though we're all apart, we actually are all together and we're all inspiring each other. So um, that was something that was also really important for us to keep an ear to the ground, understand what was happening with our consumers so that we could put that back into society. Um, and again, hold a, a mirror to society because we felt so proud about the content because if you look at the cast, it's so reflective of the world that we live in. Um, it's such a beautiful, beautiful, inclusive reflection. We have all genders, all nationalities, all parts of the world. And we just really felt great about being able to do that despite all being locked away. Excellent. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us tonight. It was great to have you on the show and I hope you'll join us again. Absolutely. Thank you, Americus. It was great catching up. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.